0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Thickcast. I'm your host Molly Edwards, and today's episode is quite different to normal. So last week I hosted a webinar, which anyone could join. It was completely free on post show, and this is basically uh, the recording of that webinar. If you want the visuals to go along with it, please drop me a message um, at Molly Jane Bikini on Instagram, and I'll send them to you. Um, basically. The reason I recorded this webinar is because a lot of people really, really struggle with post-show. And when I put it up that I was doing this webinar, I had 30 people sign up and say they were interested. Unfortunately, not everyone could join. And I said, look, I'll record it and I'll send you a copy. So what I thought I'd do was put it on my Spotify, put it up as a podcast. And I would then, obviously be able to share it with those of you that couldn't attend for whatever reason or finding this a little bit later um, down the line in your own post show. Some bits may make like may not make sense. Um, this is because some people have asked for their stories um, and their experiences to be removed from the podcast um, and the public platform, which is absolutely fine. Um, so if there's little bits missing, that's why. But um, I'm sure as you listen through to this, there's some incredible women on here that are sharing their stories and it it was really humbling to be a part of, uh, quite emotional uh, listening to some of them as well and some of the experiences and stuff they've been through. And I'm sure a lot of you listening here will be able to relate. But um, here it is here is the post show webinar episode. Enjoy. So, webinar, my post show webinar, we're basically just going to talk about different things um, to do with post show. Um, so, this is what we'll be doing. We'll have a little introduction. Um, we're going to talk about post-show goals, bringing about your periods, what defines you as a person, um, binge eating, reverse diets, food focus, training and physical health and mental health. And then we'll have a and a at the end as well. Um, so just a little introduction, really. I'm Molly. For anyone who doesn't know me, I think most of you do. Um, I'm a bikini competitor. I'm a coach. Um, I'm a posing coach and I'm a judge as well. So I'm kind of quite involved in the fitness industry. Um, I want this webinar to be an open and honest
1: talk.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you'd rather just sit and listen, there's no pressure to talk at all, apart from Steph, because I've already told her I'm going to pick on her. Um, but anyone else, if you just if you want to talk at any point, literally just unmute yourself um, and talk. But yeah, the rest of the time, if you could just stay muted, um, in case the kids are coming down, ask about vegetables or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, the aim of today is just to Um, educate on like health post-show making sure that none of us feel alone because I know there's a lot of people post-show that do feel really alone feel that their feelings are like only only they feel like that and almost like no one else feels like that and I want to I want to do this to kind of make everyone feel like they're not alone in this um, and how you're feeling is completely normal and completely valid as well. So the first kind of thing I wanted to talk about was like post-show goals and setting yourself like little things that you can do um, post-show. So some of you recognize yourselves on this slideshow. Um, So I don't know if any of you guys like coming out of show, you can feel a little bit lost in things. Um, So setting yourself little mini goals that you want to achieve can really help with that. So the first thing I'd always say is like health and cycle always comes first. So like whatever your goals may be um once you step off stage and you're done for the year like bringing back your cycle like needs to be like the first thing um and then the second thing really is up to you so um for myself like so the photos there on the beach here um it's actually a shoot I did post show and I cancelled it I think it was like a day before um I shot with Liza Salt and I rang her up and I was like in tears and I was like I'm not doing this I'm really fat I hate it um I just felt really really uncomfortable but honestly, now it's something that i recommend everyone to do because I felt like that before I went into the shoot. Somehow she convinced me like, no, you need to do this. Like, just go for it. Um, and I did. And by doing that, like, I felt a lot more confident coming out of it because I looked at the photos and I was like, oh, actually, like, I don't look really fat and like really horrible. Um, and just like a big bloated watery mess, which is how I felt. Um, and like, you can then embrace sort of like those off season curves and stuff as well. Um, But as well as that, and as well as like having holidays and things booked, like I know Steph's got a holiday booked, um, just have something to look forward to, something to focus your mind on, um, is training, focusing on your logbook, focusing on getting the numbers up in your logbook, um, and building muscle and looking at like what, what was your feedback from your shows, right? If your feedback was bringing your glutes up, like, focus on that like make sure that's your like main priority every week it's like just doing that and like watching those numbers increase again in the logbook if it's like bringing your upper body up again same thing um focusing on that um so yeah like what are your goals um post show so there's a lovely photo of my sister here I think she's here I'm not sure I'm looking really professional so it might be that post show you want to like push more of your energy into your business that you've not had time to do. Um, There's no photos of me looking professional because I never really look professional. So I use Kate instead there. Um, Whether you want to do like an off-season photo shoot, whether you want to go to festivals, enjoy the summer, whether you want to do another challenge. Um, That was a few years ago now. I ran Tough Mudder with a friend and like that was our focus after competing was like we were going to run a Tough Mudder. And we did and we had great fun. Um, So any of you that want to unmute yourself and chat about any, like, kind of goals that you've got in the off-season?
2: literally just want to work on growing. Growing Go.
0: more muscles. <laughs> yeah, so, like, was your, like, um, feedback then, like, a certain area that you wanted to grow or anything? Yeah, I think
1: I need to grow a lot more muscle in my
2: glutes and just general overall muscle. generally,
0: yeah. Like. So, you can really, like, use your logbook. Do you use a logbook?
2: Yeah, I've got I've, I've made like a spreadsheet on my phone, so I put it all on my phone. But yeah, I've all my lists and everything, so yeah, it'd be nice. I've got one more show left, and then yeah, gonna Get on that. Eating loads and, uh, yeah, getting,
3: getting
0: those numbers back up. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a really good goal to have. Um, Tony, you're eating, I'll pick on you. <laughs> You've been off season for a little while now, haven't you? God
4: technology in me doesn't mix um yeah I did my last show start of September I think it was yeah um and yeah so now I'm just obsessed with eating oats really
1: that's fair enough
4: can't stop myself (laughs) um but no just bring it up um small goals would be stop consuming oats as all my meals (laughs) I know
5: (laughs) fair enough
1: yeah hold
4: my hands up to, to all the oats um but, yeah, it is just work on the weaker areas, like glutes, the bikini stuff, basically, glutes, quads, shoulders, um, and trying not to bury my children in the meantime.
1: Yeah. You know? See <laughs> three kids and prep doesn't mix very well. <laughs> no. But that's something you do
0: as well. Like, I find post-show, like, I always crave something really random, and, like, I just Ooh. can't stop eating
4: it. Oops, can't stop myself. I mean, I fit my other kind of meals in, but if there's a spare, like... Something oats go in like okay. this should probably be like veg something else, but no, it's oats.
0: <laughs> you got some like raspberries or something? Say again, raspberries or something in there.
4: No, I saved the berries for yogurt later on today. <laughs> uh,
1: that's fair
4: enough. Yeah, but um, yeah, so small girl, I need to like fix the not fix it because there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but just yeah, be a bit more varied with my diet, potentially, would be it would be a goal of mine, <laughs> yeah. I think is that enough can I get back to eating
0: now Um, anyone else want to unmute yourself and like share with us like kind of like what goals you might have post-show that you want to do hello oh hello hi
6: um yeah yeah it's mainly glutes hamstrings like the standard kind of things I also want like delts the size of my head yeah that's pretty much where I'm at so I just want to be bigger and better
7: I agree with you there, Kat. That's my goal. Yeah. Come <laughs> on, J. Come Massive on. Upper. <laughs> Have you got other goals
0: as well that aren't necessarily like physique focused as well? Like maybe like growing a, bu- like a business or work or whatever?
6: Uh, well, I'm at uni at the moment. So it's finishing that year off and then going back to work um, and then starting my degree in September next year. So it's, that's wow. my main focus. Cause my business is doing fine. Um, I do sports massage so that's always fully booked um which is great can't complain about that and then back into doing hospital work as well in between just basically everything all at once
0: yeah but that's okay I think it's good to just like channel that energy post show into something and if it's into your uni work it's into your job if it's into like growing then that always helps like give that focus
6: yeah yeah trying to but mm-hmm. I like to do everything all at once and then it all kind of crashes, and then I'm like, yeah, it's fine, yeah, it's fine, let's do it again later. It's
0: fine. Just, I would like if you've got like a pen or paper or something, and you can write this down as like a little something, like a little challenge to do for yourselves or whatever, um, to help you. It might just help you when you're having a bit of a hard day to like work out what else you're kind of focused on as well, which is cool. So, the next one I want to talk about is like bringing about your cycle, and you've probably already guessed that like, it's something I'm really passionate about um because it's so much more important than just like being able to have kids like you may be at a point in your life like you've had your kids or you don't want kids or whatever but it's not just having children as well like it's going into menopause is is more than just not being able to have kids anymore it's obviously um the hormonal changes like mentally that can it affect you it's um being at greater risk of osteoporosis things like that as well um it's just like not being able to have kids anymore and if you're younger um or you've like not had kids yet and you want to have kids later down the line again like that's going to be really detrimental to you um kind of later down the line um and the longer that you've missed a period for the harder it is to then get that back uh, which is why. Oh, so yeah some of them you not know, lost your period the whole time it may oh, still be there. Yeah. Or, hormones probably aren't quite right still um, so it's still important that we really like that's
7: a healthy point
0: yeah so upping healthy fats such as like peanut butter dark chocolate all those yummy things that we like avocado um, so the fats basically in those foods are um, what will regulate and create the, the hormones in your body which is what you want um, lower expenditure and up in your calories as well so basically what we're doing when we're prepping like if we really really strip this back is we're over exercising and we're under eating and your body recognizes that as like well why the hell am I gonna carry children like I'm not gonna have the energy for that so it's gonna be like right fuck this off I don't need a period anymore because I'm there's no point I need to focus on keeping other parts of my body going um so by up in your calories and lower expenditure back down again that again is going to help bring that cycle back again um you can also add some supplements to regulate hormones like real basic ones are going to be things like omega-3s flaxseed oil and seed oil as well um there's quite a lot of research into them being able to help with cycles as well more regular cycles um and then having your blood work done so i think blood work is often looked at as like oh it's if you take gear, it's not it's like blood work is really important i think for everyone um and if there is something that comes up in that then you can then work from that um to bring it back again so I'd recommend getting your blood work done um for most people really like six to eight weeks per show because you know as soon as you step off stage your blood's going to be all over like it's going to be all over the place um so if we leave it a little while when it's kind of like started to settle a bit more um then we can see from there has anyone got any like questions about that or any anything they want to talk about there Molly,
2: how long would you expect the wait for it to come back or is it different with everyone? Like, it's from my point of view, it's been a long time now, like it's not like six months of not having one. So okay, would yeah. Would like six months to get back or did it come back quicker or did it just depend on like how much I'm eating or, and like time and whatnot?
0: Yeah, so it's going to be really tricky because it's going to be different with everyone. So um, for myself, I think last prep, I lost it for like seven months, although mine was a bit different because of... um like the pill I was taking and things. Um, And it come back within a month. Uh, But I did put on weight. I really struggled post-show last year and I did put on weight really quickly. Um, So I think that's what brought it back quickly. It, It is different to everyone. And when you get it back as well, it's not just getting it back like for one month and it's back. Like you need it back for three months, like consistently. So if your average cycle and it is with most women is 28 days, you would want to see your period back for three months of that like 28 day cycle does that make sense for three cycles until yeah. it's it being back and until it's like it's fully classed as being back personally i wouldn't look at dieting again i wouldn't look at um again i would really just be focusing on that um but yeah it's, it's going to be slightly different to any, everyone but certainly by implementing like just having deloads like when you first step off stage it can be really hard um, to have a deload so maybe that first week or two just to get your head in the right space you maybe just do cardio you just train or you just do something and then a couple of weeks down the line having complete weeks off um training and cardio like i said up in your calories straight up again um adding in a lot more fats than you had before obviously on prep they're going to be really low um and hopefully that would bring them back obviously if they're still not coming back after like a while get your bloods done um and then uh, look to see a, a doctor.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, no, that sounds
0: really good. Thank you. Cool so the next thing I want to talk about is like what defines you as a person so um, I think when we come off stage a lot of the time it's like this whole being on stage is what's defining you and you are a bikini competitor and that's almost like all you are and I really want us to think about like that's not all we are like we are more than just a bikini competitor we are more than just a figure competitor we are more than just like that person standing on stage we've actually got values of who we are ourselves so like for me my values are like honesty loyalty and um, to be a good friend to be a good um family member as well like those are the things that I value about myself and not one of them is going to be the fact that I compete like that's cool but that's not who I am as a person Um, So it's talking, like, I just want us to talk a little bit about, like, what do you love about yourself and what do others love about you? And this is why I'm hoping, Becca, are you on here?
1: Is Becca on here? There's some that are iPhones, so I don't know who they are. Becca Liddy, is she on here? Hello. Hello. I'm here. I'm going to pick you Steph here, right, because I know you and Steph are really good
0: friends. So I want you to tell me three things.
1: I like about myself. No, about Steph. About Steph. About- oh, she's hilarious. Loyal. <laughs> <laughs> and patient. Definitely. Yeah.
0: I definitely say that. Which
1: is what I think you definitely need like when you're um, going when you're in, in a friendship with somebody who competes. You definitely need. That because you do have moments where you each have like little wobbles, and I think the patience will and just like understanding as well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And Steph, what are the like three things or some things that you like about Becca? Oh, God,
8: supportive. (laughs) She's like, Oh, God, what's she gonna say? Um, (laughs) really supportive, um, just a great listener. I, fi- I found that there were days when as much as I could come to you, Molly, there were times I just thought, I felt like I was bugging you and I could be- I could message Becca. So I had that kind of extra person that I could go to that understood what I was going through. So, and just, just the, she's just an incredible person. Like I, the one thing I've gained from being on stage and competing is the friendships I've gained and I'll forever value her friendship because she's just an incredible person
0: yeah yeah so, like, the reason why I wanted to pick on you two is because I think we can often be really mean to ourselves and we come off stage and it might be that like we sit there and we're like oh my god like I'm getting so fat like no one's gonna like me now because I'm really fat which is not true and it's not true about any of you um and we kind of like identify ourselves with that but when you actually talk to your friends and the people that you love you neither of you mentioned there, like oh she looks great on stage she looks great when she's lean like because that's not who makes you as a person and that's not who makes you as a friend and that's not why you and Becca are such great friends like at all and I think sometimes like we need to remember that like what we love about ourselves and what our friends would say about us as well
1: so yeah I thought I'd add that bit in there if anyone's
0: got any nice things they want to say about themselves or about each other like let's jump on and be kind to ourselves
7: and other people I'm currently shopping in Sainsbury's don't judge me (laughs) (laughs) um do you know what I think that is this in general like when you come off stage and I feel like you kind of feel like you've lost your identity a little bit so I think it's just like going back to before prep like the person that you felt like feel like you were then and just relating back to that because I definitely feel like it I stepped off stage Sunday I kind of feel like in a bit of a I don't know like a weird place like I've kind of lost who I am um I had a talk with my partner this morning and we were just like relating back to like what we used to do before prep and like the person I was before then Uh, obviously you don't change as a person you just kind of forget I think so just remembering like what you what not what you were because that's not you don't like completely change as a different person but like just remembering that you do have different values and just stepping on stage. Like in your off season, obviously there's time to grow as as a person, like physically and mentally as well. So I think, yeah, just remembering who you were before prep. And like you said, you're not just a bikini girl or a figure girl, so yeah, just stuff like that, I think. I've definitely related to this kind of like subject the last couple of days, like it's felt a bit weird but yeah, just remember who you were before PrEP because PrEP doesn't define you, it doesn't.
0: And I think it is like you're just, like you said, you're having that focus for so long of,
7: yeah,
0: I'm, I'm a bikini competitor, I'm a figure competitor. And that's like what you're identifying with to get to that goal because it is hard. Yeah, definitely. you do, you focus on that. And sometimes, like you said, you can kind of lose your way and coming back post-show, it's just remembering like who you were, that person before and, what the people around around you love you for.
8: Um See, I just wanted. To, I just wanted to quickly add, like for me, like I the bit, one thing that I've really struggled with, I struggled with not so much during prep, but I'm trying to get back into now is actually not that I didn't put them first, but really kind of focusing on my children and my husband, because I know I spoke to you many times, Molly. Like we just, I kind of would just I distanced myself from it not distanced myself from it but kind of you know it was really hard to kind of do the social things with them and you know as much as I did it I absolutely hated it so now like I I mean we and Molly have chatted the last couple of days that I'm really struggling with weekends at the moment post-show just because I want to have dinner with my kids you know Monday to Friday I can be in a routine I'm at the gym and I'm working and I can have that routine Monday to Friday. But Saturday and Sunday I want to have where I've missed out not missed out but have been fully involved in my children's like the fun side of my children over the last six months with prep I'm now wanting wanting to kind of make up for that so we're having lots of dinners out we're going for lots of hot chocolates and we're having loads of movie nights and we're having loads of popcorn and, and I'm really kind of I won't say overcompensating but I'm really trying to get that back again get that fun side of mummy coming back out again because I'm not gonna lie I'm sure we can all relate I became a miserable fucker towards the end and I literally just that was just I just feel like now I can be that fun mum again I can do the hot chocolates and the marshmallows and the movie nights and the sweets and you know but I'm doing it without feeling guilty because I'm trying to plan it all in to my off plan night as well so I'll kind of have that, but be strict all day and then have my Friday night, my Saturday night, and my Sunday nights, you know, more with my kids. And that, that I'm, as I, as Molly knows, I've really, really struggled with it, but this is, I'm kind of getting back into a bit more of a routine now. So if there's any mums out there that you want to message and we can chat and, you know, help each other out, because honestly, I, it's one thing I have really struggled with.
0: But we've also spoke about like macro tracking as well. And like in prep, like obviously you were very much to the plan and that's what worked for you. Um, but now you're in off season like your calories go really high any, anyway and like i know not everyone is going to be as fortunate as you to be on the food that you're on straight away um but you can still use that macro tracking because i know like popcorn's like really low calorie to be fair when you buy little is anyway um so you can use kind of like that macro tracking and we've we've been talking quite a lot about how to do it and i know you've been doing that and that's kind of helped you quite a lot as well because you can still eat with the kids then and you can still do that but you can still remain on plan as much as possible as well and still enjoy some popcorn
8: yeah definitely and as I say like it's just, it's just, I'm I'm trying to be that fun mum again because I know that there was lots of times when I really wasn't that fun mum anymore because I couldn't do what they were doing. Like the amount of times that they would be, we would, they'd be having ice creams and fish and chips, and i have sat there with my diet coke, <laughs> really like, oh my god. But you know, we got through it, and you know that. I knew at the time there was a reason for me doing it. And I, and they knew, they were really understanding. Obviously, if you've seen my Facebook and my Instagram, they were the ones that got me through prep. They were the ones that were trekking with me, doing my 13,000 steps a day and doing it all with me, you know, and that, but now I want to kind of almost turn it back round on them. Like I want to do more for them now because they got me through a, a tough time and they're kind of getting me through this post-show, which is, it's it's, it's it, from a mum perspective, it's quite hard, definitely.
0: I don't know if there's any other I know Tony's a mum I don't know if there's anyone else that have, like talk about that with their kids and stuff
7: I was just gonna say I think it's quite relatable to like just general life as well I feel like it's exactly the same with my partner like and just friends in general I feel like in prep you become such a I don't know they you rely on them for support so you kind of have to give it back to them after after shows like post-show and I feel like finding time to like plan things with people now to like you know give back the support to them definitely <laughs> well. I,
8: definitely I couldn't agree more because like I'm booking like meals out with my friends and we're going to the yeah. cinema now I'm kind of really planning those kind of those fun evenings out now and just kind of like you say giving back to them because I've got so many friends that were by my side hundred percent didn't judge me, didn't question what I was doing. They were just literally stood by me every step of the way. And now you almost want to I feel like I want to give that back so yeah lots of meals out but it just it's kind of it's hard it's definitely been even I I listened to countless amounts of post-show podcasts you know on the on my cardio and stuff but nothing I don't think anything prepares you for post-show nothing
6: no I was going to say I've been really struggling post-show it's like five weeks and I'm still not quite there it's like it never even happened and it's like uh, okay and I made the mistake actually of booking stuff in every single weekend up until like the middle of December to try and overcompensate for the fact that I've been not a shit friend but I haven't been there in the same way for them that I could have been like they have been for me. So it's like I don't know and then I kind of just feel like I'm annoying them <laughs> at this point because I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing anymore really. The thing is
0: I think it's it's booking things that aren't necessarily just around like food and drink because it's it's very nice that like you can eat and drink with your friends again but actually for me what I struggle the most isn't the food and it isn't the alcohol I don't really drink anyway it's having the energy to do things with people so I think booking things around just having the time to do something like we went for like crazy golf the other day like you didn't need to eat or drink
6: oh yeah as I don't um we haven't actually done any I haven't done any meals out in that way, I've had off-plan meals, but they just with family at the moment. I haven't done any. So this weekend coming is the first time I'm going to be actually out yeah. for a night out, and I'm just like I don't really know how I feel about it. I'm a little bit anxious about it because I haven't been the best with my food. Into I haven't eaten a lot. I've kind of not eaten much. Yeah. So trying to get all of that back up, um and it's just been a bit. Yeah, I've been been a bit hard and just a bit lost, really, for the most part.
8: I agree with that I my struggles haven't necessarily been with food like as such like I've kind of remained to plan as pretty there's been a few bits here and there but nothing I haven't I'm not at the bottom of a biscoff jar just yet <laughs> so that's a positive sign but I think mine has been what you just said Molly like is spending time with family and friends like I went to my sister's <laughs> she went to, she wanted, she offered to make a cup of tea. And I said, Oh, I'll just gonna go to the car. And she's like, Oh, God, you're going to go and get some fancy milk or something for your cup of tea. And I come running in with two packets of biscuits. And she was like, That is not what I was expecting you to bring in from the car then. <laughs> so it's just not I like to be, to be able to do those little things with her, like for her to be able to kind of spend that time with me. And, you know, the amount of times they all came over for like barbecues and stuff in the summer. And I couldn't, I could get involved to a certain point, but I couldn't get involved. You know, and to do that was just yeah, she was just like, Oh, I wasn't expecting you to bring biscuits in. And she goes, even the posh biscuits, none of this cheap there were no cheap biscuits, it was nice biscuits. <laughs> so I was gonna do that, I was doing it properly. So yeah, it's just little things like that and finding time to to do that. And you know, I'm not having to go to the gym as much. I'm not spending three hours in the gym in a day. <laughs> so it's quite nice, but it's just having that extra time to do things.
0: Yeah. And it is hard as well, like what you're just saying is um. Like sometimes it can be that you want to eat everything. And like that can be one way that you go post-show. And sometimes it can be the opposite and you're like struggling to eat. Um, you know, because it is hard, like you've not really been eating much for however long. Um, and then to be eating again can be quite overwhelming. Um so yeah. Yeah, that's kind of has anyone got else got something to put back, like not defining themselves or post? Let's Kate go for it I wasn't sure if you could talk or not
5: You look like you're at work no I was at work but now I finished I'm just still in work mode um I was gonna say about like booking stuff in post-show like I had made so many plans for everybody I was like oh my god yeah when I finish competing we can do this we can do that and then we'll do a baking day and we'll do this and like agree with everybody to do everything and then when it got to it I was like I don't want to do that like people were like oh but we said we go to like this restaurant and I was like yeah that was a nice idea at the time wasn't it now I just rather sit at home and not speak to anybody like I just like life after the shows was like so overwhelming with everything going on you're just like actually when it comes to it I don't want to go out and eat and also just the idea of being like if I was going to the shop or whatever and people would be like oh like what do you want and you're like I can't look at a shelf of food because I don't know what I want and it's really overwhelming so when you do go out for food it's like sort of preparing yourself for that day to be like right what am I gonna have am I like because obviously like Molly you know my food focus was stupid and prep it would just be like constantly looking at food or like what I'm gonna have or preparing like in my head what's the whole day gonna be like and it's like so much of a stress that it then creates more do you know what I mean and then at the end of the day, I'm just like, do you know what? That was a lovely plan, but I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I'm, um, it's too much.
8: Yeah, I remember sitting in Aldi and looking at it going, what do I want? And I was literally looking at the shelves. And I was like, I don't really know what. When my friends like, but you can have anything you want, Steph. And I was like, but I don't know what yeah. I want. Like, I'm stood there looking at it going, do I want, do I want, I, I don't really know. Like, when it was there, it was for me, I find it really strange. Like, that one meal, when you're allowed to have it, after the show I, I knew exactly what I wanted I was gonna have business in this but now I can have whatever I want whenever I want I'm a bit like oh yeah
5: okay I genuinely did that this weekend so I competed Well, my last competition was in May and like even like this weekend I went into the shop and I was just looking at food and I was like I, d- I don't know what I want and my friend was like just pick something for dinner and I was like I'm gonna have cream of rice and they were like what what is that and I was like like, don't worry I'm just gonna go and do my own thing I'm gonna cream of rice for dinner because I was like I cannot be fucked with the like mental process of having to choose something off the shelf and then like you know sometimes you'll pick out a food and then you'll be like oh but if I'm having an off-plan meal like what if I want that as well like I was like no I'm, I'm just having cream of rice I'm not I'm not bothering with it like drop me out not That's doing it
0: with um like when you're going to do things with friends like doing things that aren't food focused because that overwhelming feeling then is taken away because the focus isn't on the food, it's on, um, like I don't know, in Exeter we've got this thing called like boom battle bar and like you can get foods, like they've got bar with like drinks and snacks there, but you can also go and do like escape rooms or like ax throwing there or like shuffleboard and crazy golf and stuff. Like doing something like that where the focus isn't actually around the food, like the food is there, but the games and the actual activity you're doing isn't around the food or bowling things. I actually hate bowling. So I hate it when people use this as a thing. But it's the, the focus isn't around the food, it's around the game that you're playing and the fun you're having. And then the food's just a bit on the side. So it's like, oh, actually, do you fancy some chips? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So it's not making it as overwhelming. I think that can really help sometimes as well. Instead of being forced to sit down and look at a menu and then choose what you want, because that's
1: that's a lot to take in. Yeah,
3: anyone
6: else want to pop up? Yeah. I think. I was just kind of saying like when my friends were asking me to go out for lunch over the weekend, I did turn it down. So I was, just, I I don't know, it kind of makes you feel a little bit like a fraud as a competitor a little bit. And I don't know why it made me feel that way. But I was just like, I can't do that. Can we just go for a coffee? Because I can, I can pick a syrup because I'm allowed that. But I just the idea of going out for lunch, I was just like, I can't do that. I'd rather just go and sit in a coffee shop.
7: I agree with you there I agree with that I don't know you feel like I feel like it's being drilled into you that you can't do that so it's hard to like accept that you can
0: I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with and it's like it it's almost like this thing that you hear and the issue is like with social media is they'll sit there and like people are like oh well, if you do that then you don't want it enough and like and it's like, well, hang on, like, it's got nothing to do with whether you want it or, enough or not. Like, I don't stick to a plan in off-season. Like, I do a little bit, but not really. I can't because mentally it's it's too much and I've like, got way too much going on. That It doesn't mean you're a bad person for not wanting to do that. Like, you do what works for you in off-season and no one should make you feel like a fraud or anything because there's no there's no rule book of how to be the perfect competitor. There's no, none of that. Like when you're stood on stage, I sit there judging and I can promise you all right now, there is nothing on my school sheet that says how many hours cardio did this person do? How much did this person lift in the gym? Did this person stick to their diet? hundred percent. Did this person stick to their off season? hundred percent. None of that because I don't give a shit. All like you're being judged on is what you look like on that day on stage. So, When you're worrying about things like that, you don't need to worry about that. Like, just enjoy yourself with your friends and and enjoy that. And if you want to go out and have a meal and have two off-plan meals a week, that is fine. Um, You're not being a fraud for doing so. I think the people that are drilling that into people are actually what's creating really unhealthy relationships with foods in competitors. Because they're telling you there's a certain way to have to do it. And if you don't do it that way, you're not good enough and that's a load
6: of crap yeah Uh, I think it happens when you see people that have done really really well in their season and they're always like forever posting still being on plan like very much on plan even post show because that's that's works for them I was just like well I did well in my season but I'm why why can't I stick to my plan it's like it's just mentally I need a break which I know and I'm trying to accept but it just feels like you didn't, I don't know about anyone else, but it just felt like I didn't deserve to do as well
0: in my season, I guess. Yeah, I understand completely what you're saying. Um, I think what you find as well, though, is you've got to remember two things about Instagram and stuff. One, people lie. People lie like fuck on there, right? They're sat there saying, oh, I sexed my plan 100%, blah, blah, blah. No, you didn't. Like, you didn't. You know, I'm very much... you know I see a lot of people in the industry right and it shows you all the time I see them stuck in their face with bloody donuts but they stuck to their plan the whole whole weekend they didn't they lie because Instagram's a highlight reel and it's very easy to lie to make yourself look good and especially if you're a coach or someone and you're and you're running a business from that if you look successful and people look at your Instagram and see that as oh my god they're really successful because they know how to stick to their diet 100% they'll be able to teach me to stick to diet 100% they're not they're just lying to you the second thing is that people um often kind of go the other way with it and it becomes an obsession and they can't let go and they have to stick to their plan 100 and it's because they're not able to not does that make sense so just as you know you feel that you're not sticking to 100 they're not able to not stick to it 100 and that's actually not healthy either because they they're very obsessed with their food and, and the way it's all written down and t- they've got to do it <clears throat> sorry um and they've got to do it that way so I wouldn't actually like worry about what people put out there because most of it is a lie in in some form of another um because it is it's it, Instagram's just a highlight reel and sometimes it's just for them to make themselves feel good
5: I think as well like post-show I think it's quite important to not not like not be on Instagram at all but like take a step back and realize that like if all you're seeing is other competitors being perfect then like that's all you're going to take in and like you are a product of your surroundings in that sense that like actually bodybuilding community is like a really small minority of people and like even just to say like in the office space now how many people actually track their calories four of us do you know what I mean in the in like 200 so it's like actually a lot of people wouldn't even consider if you ate a cookie people would just eat a cookie whereas us post show were like oh well if I do that then I'm not like sticking to what I should be doing or the rest of it but in reality it's like most people wouldn't even think twice about that we're just a really small minority but because all you're seeing on Instagram is everybody else like macro tracking and all the rest of it that feels like normal to us but it's really not normal does that make sense like you don't need to be doing it yeah. 100% all the time to be you know valid in what you're doing I don't know if that makes sense
0: yeah definitely like it's you, you and your validity again is in from what you put on Instagram and from what other people see on Instagram like you know if you run one trophies that you deserve to win those trophies because you still put in the hard work it's not that you know you put in that hard work and and you won and that's what bodybuilding is so yeah I don't know if anyone else wants to have a little add to that
3: bit if there's one thing I've learned about for sure is not to compare yourself to other people because people always forget like everyone's different and I feel like when people see people on Instagram they're like Oh, but I should be like that, but you shouldn't know because everyone has their own methods and their own way they're going to go about posture. And that's one thing I've learned. Because at the beginning, I was looking at other people and I was like, oh, like I'm not doing what they're doing. Like, am I doing the right thing? Like I don't feel how they're feeling. Like they feel great. I feel like this. But then I realized I'm like, well, we're literally all different. Like no one has the same body. So everyone's going to be different. And that's one thing I've learned about pushw.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And your methods, like you said, like your methods of coming out posts, the other other side are going to be different. And it's about doing your post show that works best for you your body your mindset and and, and looking after your own mental health like no one else's this is about you and what works best yeah. for you.
3: and I can relate to what the other people are, are saying about like the food and stuff like I felt like for me like the freedom like at the beginning like I enjoyed a couple of things but I like to have like a like a structure so then I got to a point where I was just like, like, they'll be like, oh, but you can have anything you want, anything you want. But it's just like, you don't want that anymore because you're you're so accustomed to like doing the bodybuilding thing and like having a meal. So like, that's just like, for me, it's just like, I'm past that point in my life of being like, just eating like randomly. But obviously like it works different for everyone else. But but people are like to me now, oh, but you've done the shows now, you can eat whatever you want. But they kind of don't understand like that's not like what's something that I want to do. And it's hard to like explain to them because they think that you can just go crazy. No.
0: Yeah. And it, it like you said, it is what works for you. And if that works for you, cool. You do that because that's what works for you. And that's what keeps your, your mindset in check, your mental health in a good place and pushes you on to, to get further in your goals. So that's that's the way you need to do it. That's the way you do it. And you know, it it works for you, it doesn't work for everyone. And the same as if I said to you, right, just macro track everything, have what you like, you'd be like, no, I can't do that. Like that doesn't work for me. And that's cool. But that for some, like that for Steph of our kids is gonna work really well. So, yeah. like, ev- everyone is very, very different in how... how they are. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. Cool. I'm going go to go um, back onto my slideshow. She's so wonderfully done. Um, and the next one is a little bit about binge eating. Um, so what I really want to stress here is binge eating isn't just, like, cheating on your diet. Like, I feel... People think binging is like having a, like a Domino's pizza, like for that off plan meal. That's not a binge. Um, it's very, very different. Um, binge eating is an uncontrollable, like feed, feast, binge. Um, some people like completely black out um, and other people just just keep going. Um, and it, it's uncontrollable. You can't control it. You can't stop it. it just happens um it can happen to people on prep um but to be honest it is I find it is more common with people post-show um what causes it now I'm going to explain this to you the best way that I can if you're really interested about this I did a podcast with Will Bassnett um he's called like Mr Porridge or Porridge Gains on Instagram and he talks more about the neurochemistry of why uh, this happens um but basically it's um, a dip in dopamine um and food basically so dopamine is like the chemical in your brain that like one of the chemicals in your brain that makes you feel good um and a dip in the dopamine basically um is one of the things that will make you um binge um, eat because you want that like the sugar high you want that like rise again in the dopamine um, and the other reason is obviously because when you're like really really lean your body just wants you to eat Your body's just like, well, hang on Molly, like we're fucking starving here, get some food in me. Um, And typically you are going to eat on high fat and high sugar food. Hence, I put that beautiful picture of a cupcake on there because that's what you're going to binge on because that's what's going to put the calories back in your body as quick as possible. Stopping it is really difficult because obviously it can be either a mental thing and a physical thing. Um, And realistically stopping it is a lot of the time is putting the 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 calories back on the fat back on so your body's not craving it anymore um but then it's also a mental thing as well so I think more in prep that's going to be a mental thing of like how we can learn to stop it um but having other things that make you feel happy um binge eating is really common when you're depressed as well so I, I'm not going to sit here and be like don't be depressed because that's it doesn't really work like that um but it's about looking at other issues in your life as well that might be triggering this you're not alone at all. Everyone's done it. I've done it. Um, Kate's done it. I can say that Kate's done it cause she sat on the podcast with me and spoke about it. Um, and there's probably some more of you here on this podcast, um, that have done it as well. Um, I personally don't feel like you should feel guilty from it at all because it's something, like I said, that's uncontrollable. Um, if I said to you like, "Oh, just don't binge, then you'd be like, yes, yeah, I'll I just won't then. But it doesn't work like that. Um, so, yeah, it's not something that can kind of, like, always be helped. I don't know if anyone wants to kind of share their kind of thoughts, feelings, experiences with this at all. Um, Like I said, if you want me to cut bits out of this like, when I put it into a podcast, I can. Um, But I just know it's something that a lot of
8: people struggle with. Yeah, uh, I've John, been I'm struggling
0: through- a
6: lot. Sorry, Tony. Sorry. Um, yeah, I've been struggling with a weird binge and restrict cycle at the moment um because I've got ADHD as well I always have a slight dip in dopamine so before prep it was you know it was one of those things where food was always that comfort so it would give you that little rise in dopamine and things and then throughout prep I was absolutely fine don't know how I managed it didn't think I was actually going to do it but it was fine and then post-show it's just constant a binge and restrict binge and restrict and it's frustrating as fuck
0: yeah so like with adhd as well like and this is why partly i struggle a lot to stick to plan post-show and like off-season because it's that you have got that dopamine dip and what you often find with adhd is you don't eat all day because you're like you forget and you do other things and like for me i'll be like i'll go into the kitchen to make some food because i need to eat i'll walk past the kitchen go to the bedroom go do something else and be like oh fuck I've, I've not eaten and it's three hours later now and then your body's hungry and then you like shove a load of food in your mouth because you've realized you've not eaten all day
6: yeah like an entire packet of biscuits it's like that'll do it's fine <laughs> I've got some <laughs> that's, that's cool I'll have dinner
0: in a bit then yeah, you get that ADHD <laughs> honestly makes it so much harder but when we're prepping and I'm like it oh when I'm on prep I'm like click and I'm like cool I can do this and because you're still getting the dopamine response from um like you're like just checking in, seeing the changes in your body, like you're still getting that high all the time from like your training and all of that, and the actual prep itself. And so that food is okay. And what with ADHD as well, you hyperfocus, um, and you're probably hyper-focusing in your prep. So that's fine because you can do it all because you're so hyper-focused on it. Then when you've competed, that hyperfocus stops and you're like oh, yeah, I'm just going to not eat, and then, oh, fuck, I haven't eaten all day, I'm going to binge.
6: Yeah, it's just like, you feel like you're flailing. It's like, I my goal is, that the goal is the same, the timeline has changed. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's fine, I've got loads of time, but at the same time, you feel guilty for not, not necessarily getting back on it 100%, but you just can't get your brain in gear because it's just kind of gone into that fully kind of, like, lull of being depressed and upset. Like, it's kind of like it's done. And then you've got ages to wait until like you can do it all again. Yeah. and Yeah. And just end up getting a bit lost in all of it. Cause it's just like, what do, what do I want? What does my brain want? I don't know, but we'll just go around in circles until we figure it out.
0: Yeah. So the main tip that I can give you there is like having meals prepped or like having meals that are easy that are kind of like to plan. So we've got like packet rice in our cupboards. We've got frozen veg bag things and we've got like, I'll cook loads of chicken up in one night so I've got loads of chicken and then what you can do as well if you're really struggling is you can set an alarm don't press off your alarm press it on snooze because otherwise you go to the kitchen and then you've turned your alarm off so you've forgotten why you've got in there so if you press it on snooze (laughs) you'll know now it goes off again and that by that point you're in the kitchen and you're like yes I know where I am in the kitchen and then your food will be there and then you'll be all good because your food's there and you're like, Oh, look, there's food here. And I can eat this because it's done. And this takes no brain power. And that's probably the best way you can get around it. And like, it's so hard, but I've been finding little ways around it. Like I've started putting all my, cause I'm really bad at taking my supplements because I go to the cupboard and I forget why. So I put my supplements in my car in front, like in a little box like by my steering wheel and then when I'm driving I'm like oh shit look the supplements there I'm gonna take them (laughs) because I drive every day and that works so like little things like that I think just finding ways around it when you're not in that hyper focus will really really help and like it is hard also like macro tracking as well like if you can remember to macro track like I think that would be easier because you're not having to remember to eat five times a day And then when you've got loads of food at the end, instead of binging, like you're still tracking that food of like, oh, look, I can have this, this, this is this. And doing it that way might be more helpful as well. But it is really hard. And I think it makes post show a lot harder as well. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I know Tony, you were going to jump on. I hope that kind of helps you as well. Yeah.
4: Cool. Yeah I was just because I've experienced the whole binge restricts everything cycle I've I've been competing for sort of five six years or so kind of on and off um and you just never know how you're going to react post-show sometimes but you know sometimes post-show I've been cool back on plan it's been okay other times I've been horrendous fallen off the wagon and it's just and it kind of reverts back to what Catherine was saying about you kind of feel like you're in limbo you've not got that kind of I was twelve weeks, sixteen weeks. This is my end goal. It's kind of like you've just got an open expanse of something, but you don't really know what it is, and it's like kind of yes, you've got a plan, but what's there's no end goal to it. So you're just kind of going through the days, going oh, I don't really know. And I found I've kind of got back into that almost like a childish mentality of do I want now? No one's telling me what to do anymore. I want to go and eat everything. I'll go and eat everything. And it's like you have that one biscuit and then it's just like the flick switches and it's like, well, I've got to eat all of it now. And then you go, well, I've eaten that, so now I may as well just eat my entire cupboard because I've messed it up anyway. Um, but, you know, I'm sure kind of everyone's experienced. Um, but I remember in lockdown, Martina, is it Martina lohenberg I can never remember her yeah, I surname. i just call her that. The Real <laughs> Martina. She did a lot of um, kind of podcasts that are now on Spotify because she was really, really, really suffering with binge eating. wasn't she post-show? Um And if anybody's kind of having a little, like, you know, it's good to listen to other people's podcasts and talking about stuff, but she had a lot of guests on um, talking about the binge and all the rest of it. And she was saying she was going through it, but she almost had to like ride the wave of it. She was kind of like, you know, I'm doing this. I just have to accept the fact for now I'm doing it. And it just gradually got better. I think the more she was trying to be perfect, the worse it got. And then Mm -hmm. when she was sort of like, I'm just gonna accept the fact of binge today, I just need to accept it and then it's like you know I'll start again tomorrow without that like I've got to be perfect da, 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 da. and I was kind of listening to it and I was like that's actually a nice way because then we're not beating ourselves up all the time we're not I'm a failure I'm this I'm rubbish I'm crap da, da, da. and it's almost too much pressure but if you just kind of go right I've got through the next five minutes and I've been cool I've got through the next hour I've had a meal or not and it's fine or yes oh shit I fucked up sorry language um And then it's that kind of the next day's potentially going to be better. But it is that limbo, no man's land, but it does get better. Like, so I've kind of, I haven't been too bad this time, but I've definitely had my waves of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've still got my coach and she's, you know, giving me plans, but I'm still in that, like, I don't really know. And I feel like I don't really care. (laughs) And I hate myself for not really caring because I should be like, I've done this for a long time and I should know what I'm doing. But you, you just never know how you're going to react to it.
0: Being Tony, it's like, there's no rule book for it. And like saying, like, you should know what you're doing. Like, why is there anything wrong with, with doing things the way that you are? Like, and like you said, the binging will ease and it will ease because a lot of it is because of how your hormones are. I'm like, what's mm. your cell? your body settles? And then it goes, oh, yeah, I don't need to binge anymore. So it is, it's just riding that wave sometimes being like, mm. and then it's yeah. like,
4: Oh, absolutely. And it's kind of knowing that other people are going through it as well and it just makes you feel less alone that yeah. we've all struggled. We've all been in that position of just sitting down on our own with, like, packets of crap around us going, oh, shit, I'm the only one that's ever experienced this.
0: Mate, I remember but- going to Tesco's and, like, this was when I first competed. So, like, it was even more like no one spoke about anything then. Like, everyone was, like, Miss Perfect. Like. And I went into Tesco's and I brought a packet of, you know, like the packets of cookies. And I honestly went in and I was looking around, like, it was like I was buying crack cocaine and I was like, I'm going to go in oh my car and I'm going to eat this. And it's, oh my God. And like, I was looking at people, do they know what I'm doing? And people must have been looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Like, she's buying cookies. Like, that's completely normal. Like, I'll go into Tesco's and I'll buy a pack of cookies and don't care. But then I felt like I was buying crack cocaine and it was that like, that feeling of like guilt around it and like no one else is doing this and I'm a failure because I'm doing this and actually it's not like that's why I want to do this webinar because we're not on our own because we've all done it and it's just that like a lot of people will sit on Instagram and don't want to be honest about it or feel a lot of shame attached to it so they again they feel they can't be honest or like um Catherine saying earlier about like it's kind of made to feel like there's this certain way to do it and if we don't do it that way, then we're a failure and it's, you're not a failure, you're just doing it what works for you.
5: So, yeah. I think it definitely relate to Tony with the whole, like you're in limbo and like you said, Catherine, like, there's just like nothing and you're kind of like a kid that's just been let loose and you're like, okay, then I can do what I want now and I will do what I want because I've been waiting for a long time for this. Um, I definitely get you guys with that. Um. I was really lucky that my housemates she's really good with me with like food and stuff and we came to the decision that I would have a treat box that lives in her room so she said to me she was like if you put all your stuff in the box I'll look after it and then if we're gonna have a treat night together we'll enjoy it and we'll make sure that it's like you're not just eating shit for the sake of eating shit so she was like if you're coming into my room when I'm not home you know what you're up to as well So then that gave me, like, in my head, I know if I start going into her room when I shouldn't be in her room, I'm probably going to go and eat a load of shit, which was the same with like the Biscoff incident. In my head, I was like, I started off with just eating a little bit and then I went and got a spoon. Why'd I go and get a spoon? I knew then that that was going to be like the end of that. So I think for me, it's like knowing before I've done the action when I'm plotting in my head of what I'm about to eat a shit ton of is being able to be like right you can eat a shit ton of this and then be pissed off at yourself or you can go and be sensible about it and realize what you're doing before you've done it if that makes sense I know that's not going to be the case because sometimes you just go and you eat everything but if I can put those things in place for myself to be like those actions before I get there then it definitely helps but I also think I'm in the same position where, because I know I'm not competing anytime soon, I'm a bit like, what does it matter? Which kind of makes it harder to stick on that plan. Because like I do want to do well, and I know that I need to do those things in the process to do well, but in the meantime, I'm kind of like, well, I can get away with it. But then you think how far and how like, how much of that can you get away with, do you know what I mean?
0: I think like it's not about getting away with things though, because it's not like you're being a naughty child. And if if too oh, yeah. much bisque off, like your mum's going to tell you off, right? Um, firstly, like I didn't think our mum cares enough, Kate. How much? Yes, no. Um, <laughs> Kate's my sister. If any of you don't know, um, but also it's like, like I was just saying, there is no rule book, and I think that's what we need to pull ourselves away from. That there is no rule book, like. I know that I made a lot of progress between my 2019 I was on stage and my 2021 I had no coach in that off-season bit right I just I only had one when I started prep a little bit before I started prep I had no coach I ate what I wanted and I was injured so my training wasn't the best in part of that because I couldn't actually walk for some parts um I could walk that makes it sound like a lot more horrific but you know it was very painful um but I still made improvements and it's I'm not saying like don't stick to a plan like do what you like because obviously there is benefits of putting your calories up and knowing where your calories are and having enough protein and have enough veg and all of that business but actually like at the same time a calorie is still a calorie and wherever it comes from if it's a carb protein or fat it's still a fat whether it comes from an avocado or a type of biscoff you know so sometimes maybe just if you feel like you're getting there's too much control there and you're feeling very like trapped there maybe just like macro tracking instead can really help because you can have that biscoff and it's cool and you just kind of you still know where you are calorie wise when you come to diet because you know where your calories are and when you can come down from um but it's not
7: keeping it so strict that you feel like you can't do things Oh, sorry if you can hear cars. By the way, I'm still wa- I'm still walking. Um, <laughs> I am um, I can relate to the whole macro thing that you just said about because obviously I've only just come off stage. So the last two days I've literally in my head I've kind of like gone like okay I can have everything, but I've kind of been smart about it. So I've had my macros and like say I don't know I have like 30 grams of carbs in the evening or something called oats. I'll add like a little bit of a cookie in maybe just to like. Not so I'm restricting myself so much, but then I can kind of say in my head and it kind of allows me to be like, okay, I've not gone off track completely, but I've added something in that I wanted as well as being on plan. So the whole macro thing, I think, can really work. Um, It just obviously not restricting yourself completely. Um, I found, I mean, it's only been two days. We'll see what happens in the future. (laughs) But I feel like that's kind of helped me a little bit. Um, so, I have had a cookie on top of my oats, or I have had butter on my bagels and like honey on my oats and stuff like that because I've kind of allowed myself to like filter the naughty stuff in, <laughs> if that makes sense, as well as being on plan. Um, so, yeah, I just relate to that. Person. <laughs> That's cool.
0: Um, is this your first season as well, Jay? It is indeed. Yes,
7: it is indeed.
0: This is your, like, first
7: post-show. Yeah, so I thought it was really good to jump on here because I haven't actually really experienced it yet. So I thought it would be good to kind of just listen to everyone's experiences and especially, like, people like Tony and yourself have, like, competed a few years. Um, Just if it's any different, like, each time as well. So I can kind of maybe see where I fit, if that makes sense. Or, like, not to say that if I'm doing it right, but just that like we're all human at the end of the day and going back to what you said earlier on like everyone deals with it differently so just accepting that like I will have my own post show as well as
1: yeah
7: listening to everyone's experiences and like relating to like tiny little parts of it as well which is nice so yeah cool. thank you so if I don't know what it,
0: you've just finished as well haven't you
2: yeah, I was about to say. can you guys hear me? I've got headphones in. Yeah, we can
5: hear
0: you.
2: Yeah, and um, I was about to say something similar to G. It's literally been two days, so everything's all kind of up in the air. Don't really know what to expect. Um, so yesterday I just it was a completely off plan day. I did go a bit crazy. <laughs> but um, and then I was so looking forward to being back on macros today. I was like, I actually um didn't quite like going so overboard um i am going to kind of like do like a little um, video about all the stuff i ate and stuff but um it was a little bit excessive only in the fact that i um, don't usually like to eat that kind of food anyway so i kind of felt like i ordered these donuts because that's what everyone does so it's kind of you feel like you have to have a donut because everyone's having donuts but I don't usually eat donuts, so why am I having donuts? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And then I am um, from FitX I won the um cookie dealer cookies and I ordered them to come for today. And I was thinking, oh yeah, I'll be able to eat all these cookies, but I don't usually eat cookies, so now I'm gonna have to put them all in the freezer and um probably just save them for the odd time after um like training legs and stuff because I didn't even know these cookies are like apparently 2,000 calo- two thousand calories per cookie. And I was just like, I wouldn't really want to spend 2,000 calories on one cookie. So um, I'm even thinking about like halving them and being like, okay, like what G was saying, adding like toppings to things. So, um, yeah.
0: They're like, mate, they're like huge. They're like
2: that. Wow. <laughs> they're huge. They yeah. getting-
0: them up because
2: they're,
1: they're a lot better warmer oh okay I top tip there <laughs> yeah. um,
2: I was thinking you can put them in the freezer I was like you know what these are probably going to be there till next season like
0: I've
1: still <laughs> my aunties
0: um and I mean I stepped off stage June last year so they've been in there since June last year so over a year now <laughs> I went to a show it was my last show and I was like, it wasn't cookie deed, it was cookie box. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. This is great, this is great. So I brought it all and I was like, well, I'm not gonna eat all immediately. So I put it in the freezer. And yeah, that's where it's been. I think I took like one thing out, maybe two. And yeah, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> um, should she go on to the next little bit? Um, So like reverse dieting. So I think this is something that a lot of people really get stuck at as well. Like what is reverse dieting? Like, should I be reverse dieting? Like, is there a set amount I should do? So what I find with a lot of people is um, some people get on really, really well with reverse dieting. Personally, I can't stand it and I'd never do it. Um, So basically what it is, is say you finish your, I'm going to use numbers here that are really, really easy because I'm not very good with numbers, very dyslexic. There might be spelling mistakes. Kate will probably shout at me. Say you finish your diet on 1,000 calories, right? 1,000 calories for any one of us sat in this group chat right now is low. You know, it's a deficit. You're going to be losing weight on that. What people do in reverse dieting is they'll go from 1,000 calories and they'll just add like 100, 200 calories a week. So they'll go from 1,000 calories to like 1,200 calories per show. Maybe a bit more, maybe like 1,500. But realistically, that 1,500 is still a deficit. So you're still going to be losing weight or you're going to be maintaining the same weight. If you're someone that really, really, really struggles, and I mean really, really struggles post-show with weight gain, it can work for you. Personally, I feel it's completely pointless to stay in a diet, when what you actually need is to be putting on weight for your health and for your progression in the gym um so for some people it will work because it's from a, like a mental standpoint that's what they need to do and that works and that's cool um but for some people it's not necessarily what's right for them and if you're not nailing your reverse diet it doesn't mean like people make this thing that like you have to nail your reverse to build muscle and that's where you build all your muscle it, it's not at all because you're hormones aren't going to be in the right place for you to be building muscle really there anyway um there's also this thing about like there's like a set amount that you should go up from your stage rate so say i stand on stage at 50 kilograms i don't say i stand on stage at 50 kilograms there's people out there that will tell you right in your off season you shouldn't go more than five or six kilograms above stage weight i can tell you now for a fact when i lose my cycle If I only went up by five, six kilograms from my stage weight and was like 55, 56 kilograms, my cycle would not return at that. And I'd need to put more on. The amount you go up from your stage weight actually should depend on how much you need to put on to get your cycle back. What you feel comfortable going up by. So like if you feel comfortable going up by like 10 kilograms and that's where you sit. I think I'm about 10 kilograms up from stage and that's where I feel most comfortable. I go on stage about 54 and I currently sit around 63 64 which is about 10 kilograms up I do go up a little bit higher sometimes but this is where I feel comfortable I don't feel comfortable being lean like I don't like it I like to be that bit heavier um and that's part of one of the reasons I use this photo is me like that's peak off season I'm about 67 kilograms there and I feel comfortable at that weight um so it's where you feel comfortable as well um there will be times that you, perhaps you push up higher than that weight. Um, Again, like that's going to be the amount, if you need loads and loads of muscles to put on that, like you're going to have to push up more as well. So if your coach is telling you, like you should only go up by five, six kilograms, like it's really unhelpful. Um, And it it's it's not really a thing. So yeah, I don't know if anyone's got anything to say about that or whether you want to go on to the next
6: slide. Um, I, When I started prep, I was 67 kilos. Mm. So, over like, my off-season, like, my first kind of, like, kind of off-season, I guess, I gained about seven kilos. So, I started with Dan at weighing about 60. And then going into British finals, I was 48 kilos. And I was like, I don't actually remember the last time I weighed that little. And now, at the moment, I'm only 54. And it's just kind of like, well, I know I can. And I was very, very happy and healthy at 67. So yeah. I know I can push it quite a lot. Um, just kind of thinking that the composition will be different this time, hopefully, having been through my first season. So it's like, it's just a weird feeling of gaining that weight back. Yeah. It's quite daunting when you've dropped so low to suddenly think like, right, I need to get back up to there, which is not necessarily the case. So it's just a it's just a, a weird balance of trying to get back up because some ladies are already like 10 kilos above their stage weight from finals and I'm like well I've dropped a kilo (laughs) great (laughs) So why am I struggling to gain weight here
0: (laughs) yeah and it's it's like what you said it's like what you feel comfortable like I personally don't feel comfortable when I'm stage lean I like the way that I look as in what I'm bringing to stage a package I'm bringing to stage but I don't like the way that I look to walk around every day I don't like the way I look in a bikini down the beach right I don't like that look. I've got no boobs. I've got no bum. I look like a little boy. Like that's not really a look that I feel is attractive. Like I prefer to be a bit bigger. Like I prefer to be a bit curvier. Like my boobs come back. My bum comes back. Like that's the way I feel comfortable and attractive at. And like that's why personally I could never still leave because I don't feel comfortable and also I don't think it's healthy. There's also like you said, there's that kind of top weight and there's that weight where you feel like actually if i go above that and and i mean like as long as you're healthy like if you're saying oh, i don't feel comfortable if i'm more than 3 kilograms above stage weight that's when we need to have a conversation I'd be like i don't feel like that's healthy for you um but if you feel comfortable and healthy at a higher weight like let's be honest like you're going to build more muscle at that healthy weight because you've got more energy um and there's a reason why people you see it a lot with the blokes as well like they'll push their weights really really high um and because that's where you're going to build muscle, where you've got the energy to do so. Um, so yeah, it's, it's where it feels comfortable for you, um, and where it's healthy for you as well.
8: I think. Can I? Oh, I'm just going to add a bit to this. Like, obviously, you know, Molly. Like, I've, I've come back from an eating disorder. So for me, when I started prep, that was a big kind of worry that I had going into prep, thinking, "Oh my god, am I actually going able to do this?" But for me, going into prep. Doing the prep side of things, I wasn't worried because my weight was going down. So in my head, that's normal. My weight's going down. That's absolutely fine. I can deal with this. You know, I'd get them say, And if it wasn't going down, that's when I'd be like, why is it not going down? And I'd have that mental battle in my head. But now I'm like, I'm looking at this girl's going, oh my God, that's like half a kilogram up. Like I'm getting up now. Like, I mean, I started, I think I started about 60 two maybe 63 kilograms when I went into perhaps something I think it was around that mark I think I ended on about 51 and a half 52 so I, current, I think I'm currently about 56 now so I'm I'm like kind of come back up now but in my head it's probably been the biggest battle and it's if I can get through this in my head I know I could, I know I've succeeded in kind of passing that eating disorder phase that I've had that, god I've had it for for like ever it feels so to come out of it is going to be massive for me so this is where I'm like in constant contact with Molly because I'm like I've done this I've done this I've done this I'm doing this am I okay to do this like I must I I know I'm probably irritating (laughs) drive her mad but you know for me it's in my head to have that constant contact with her is helping me massively because she I can guarantee you I'll tell you now Molly if I go really quiet that's when I've gone off the rails. If you don't hear from me for about four or five days, that's when I've gone off the rails because in my head, that's where I'm like, because I think I stepped off stage and Molly was like, you need a week off. And I was like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. In my head, I don't think I can do it. And she went, if you need to go training, if you need to go and do a run or I was like, can I do sprint intervals and just some just some form of running. And she like, yeah, that's fine. Just don't lift a weight. And I was like, right, okay, that's fine. I can do that. I think I did like four days in the gym. I think I did a couple of sprint intervals and a couple of runs. And I was I was like, yeah, I'm happy with that. I did my check-in and she was like, right, that's it, deload. And I was like, what do you mean deload? And she went a whole week off and I was like, I don't think I can do it. And she went, I'm taking away your steps, your cardio, you can't train, nothing. And I was like, and I literally, I cried to my mother-in-law. I was like, I don't think I can do it. I honestly don't think I can do it. And I got past the first week. I was like, Yes. Get back in the gym and she's like no step another week and I cried again and I was like I don't think I, can, I honestly don't think I can do it and now I'm like one day on one day off and I was like for me that's meanty but then even then it's hard to it's hard to tell that she's right because I went to the gym yesterday and I was like I don't think I'm ready for this I, I I'm still I'm shattered absolutely shattered and it's it's so hard because when you've been so ingrained doing it for so long I think I was spending I was getting up at five in the morning going to the gym for a spin session to do my cardio and half of my steps going up there in the evening doing my session in the evening and doing half my steps and I was honestly absolutely drained and I don't think I realized how tired and how battered my body actually was from what I put it through and it's it's yeah it was it's just the weirdest feeling because I thought oh, yeah I was still here PBs about four weeks before my first appearance on like my first stage like show if you like and I was like and Molly, Molly was like I don't know how you're doing it and I was like I don't really know but it's happening so I'm gonna keep going but I think I was in my head just pushing it too far and I think I probably should have dropped down a lot earlier but hindsight's a wonderful thing but for me this whole kind of whole experience some people say that I've, I feel like I've changed as a person from the moment I went into prep to where I am now mentally physically and emotionally I'm a completely different person to when I started which is for me massive especially with when it comes to my eating disorder that's just a huge a huge step to to take even doing prep was massive I think we I think I spoke about it a few times with Molly and I was like, I don't know if I can do it with my with that it's it's gonna be too hard but actually I think the eating disorder helped prep side of things because it's so regimented I, I'm a very much a creature of habit I don't know if anyone else is like that and anyone else can relate to that but I'm a, a creature of habit I like to know what I'm doing and where I am and what, you know but yeah that massively helped but now it's just gone completely out the window and I don't know if I'm coming days. <laughs> like I'm all over the place but yeah just thought I'd kind of share that
0: I think prep would be the easy bit and it would be coming out post show the other end where it would be harder and, and it is, but we are getting through it. And like you said, like you've had your cry and then you're like, actually like she's right. She knows what she's talking about. And I think as well, being able to talk to your coach and be honest with your coach, but also your coach being able to give you a reason behind why, like I've sat there and spoke to you like, okay, Steph, I know you're going to hate me, but this is why we're going to do this. And if you can understand the why it's a lot easier to kind of accept and be able to deal with why you're doing it, because you'll know you're doing it for the right reasons you'll know you're doing it for your health you know you're doing it like you never completely lost your cycle but it's not 100% where it should be and you know we know that that's something that's very very important
8: to bring it, when I, yeah when I got the video through on the first week when I had to go into deload I was sat there w- watching it and my mother was like are you okay and I was like no and she went she's telling me it's because she, she it's good for me but it's not I need to go to the gym and I, was, I was literally crying it's like if I could see her now, I'd, I'd yeah. give her a my <laughs> mind. and my I my, my was like, she's doing what's best for you. And I was like, she might think that's what's best for me, but I know what's best for me. <laughs> but clearly, I didn't know what was best for me at all. <laughs> but no, I, am, I, am, I feel like I have come out the other side of it now. I've got, like, you know, we've got more of a plan in place. I'm four weeks post-show now, just four and a bit, four and a half I think for about four and a half post-show now, so... I think there might be
0: someone else in here that's about the same as you.
8: Yeah, I'm about four and a half. I think Becca's um, five and a half, I think. No, she's eight and a half. She's a, she was a few weeks before me. But but yeah, so I'm just, yeah, I feel like I have massively come out the other side of it now. And I do feel like I'm in a better place, you know, emotionally and physically with it all now. And the, the gaining weight side of things, I didn't like doing check-ins. I think we didn't, I didn't weigh for a week. I didn't do check-ins. I didn't do video check-ins. I did them once a week. I did both, And I said I'm not doing it. I said I'll do it when I'm ready. And that's exactly what we've done.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of
0: like the main thing, I think, really, is looking after your mental health um, post-show just as much as your
1: physical health. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, food folks,
0: you kind of spoke about already, um, like what it is and like how you can overcome it um and if you can still have food focus in the off season um food focus is basically when you're like really really focused on foods to a point where you're like studying menus you're feeling overwhelmed by food like we kind of spoke about earlier um and like you're very very just everything is about what you're eating that day what you're eating that weekend perhaps if you know you've got a your free meals on a saturday whatever and that um and overcoming it is very much like what G said about like having a little bit of a cookie and have food, things like that. If you make sure in your in your food post-show, you look at like, what foods do I miss? Do I really miss bagels? Cool, let's put some bagels in post-show. Do I really miss chocolate? Cool, have a Freddo bar every single day. Do you know what I mean? Putting in a little bit of what you like will just take away some of that food focus because you're enjoying your food. And I think that's the main thing. Like Tony, you were saying earlier about um, having oats like every meal okay that's cool because if that's taking away that food focus from you like and looking after your mental health awesome because at the end of the day a carb is great for oats just as much as it's great from pasta as much as it's great from rice as much as it's great from anywhere else like if that's looking after your mental health that's great um training and physical health so um kind of going on what I was just talking about like what Steph was just talking about sorry um, taking deloads post-show like this is really important because what we we're saying about bringing your cycle back having that deload post-show is is going to help there um because you're not training so much um still doing like cardio post-show things like that like do we really need to do cardio post-show well yes and no um as in it trains your cardiovascular system from a health perspective there yes but do we need to do as much as what we're doing like a lot of us are probably spending like a bloody hour at least doing cardio, like at least every single day. Like, do we still need to be doing an hour cardio? No, let's drop it down. Let's get give our body a bit of a rest. Um, the reason why your joints and stuff are hurting is because the synovial fluid that n- normally sits in your joints because you're so dieted, just isn't really there as much. Um, I know, Tony, you struggle with your joints a lot and you probably are going to tell me in a minute that when you're in prep, it's a lot worse because your joints are just dry all the time. Um, so taking that pressure off and not doing so much cardio, not doing so much training is gonna help there. Um, keeping on top of hydration is really important as well. I think when we come off stage, a lot of the time we're like, okay, cool, like I'm done with prep, like I'm done with drinking water. Um, but if we're keeping on top of your hydration, again, that's gonna help you. Um and it's gonna help your digestion and stuff as well. It's gonna help with um any water retention you've got post-show. Um, Putting your electrolytes in your water and stuff, drinking something like hydromax or there's one like buy something called Warrior, that's good as well. Um, but yeah, like having like hydration formulas in, keeping yourself really hydrated is going to help um, with that kind of holding a water post-show. Um, and your digestion as well. Like you're going to be eating foods that you haven't eaten for maybe like, I don't know, how long your prep was like 20 odd weeks, right? Your digestion system is going to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, go away. It's going to make you hold water. You're probably going to get a bad belly. To be honest, post-show, you're going to want to have food with your friends and family. But I would look after your digestion at the same time. Like, look at putting things like digestive enzymes in. Um, again, you've got products like Digest Max by Strom. You've got, oh, what's it called? Mutagenic Labs do one for digestion as well. That's really good. Having a couple of tablets of that before you eat, like, a big heavy meal um things like that are going to really help putting electrolytes in like i said is going to help you um like holding water as well post-show um so just looking after your physical health as much as we talked about kind of mental health here as well so kind of like on the back of that then um there you are Ashley. you're on my picture again um what are your training goals so like we kind of spoke right at the beginning about this it's like is your goal to get stronger is your goal to like improve your mobility? Like, look at what your feedback has said. Like, if your feedback is your posing as well, sometimes it's the mobility in your posing. So, spending time in your off season as well, where you might have spent that time doing cardio, doing a bit of like yoga and stuff to be able to bring like that lower back mobility better, and um, to be able to bring that twist and stuff better as well. Um, and then obviously like whatever your feedback says. Um, like if the judges put in your feedback like need more glutes bring your glutes up things like that um so yeah what are your training goals Posture? I know a couple of you have spoken
1: but let's try and pick on some other people um let's so if you haven't spoken much let's talk to you come back on some of you I don't know who you are because it just says like iphone
2: you want me to come back on
0: yeah I want you to come back on oh okay
2: <laughs> um well so last year I got um, a really bad um shoulder injury rotator cuff and I feel like I have not been able to let it fully recover so in terms of that I kind of I think I kind of need to let it rest a bit more and focus on other areas but um I've got a call with my coach tomorrow to discuss a plan so I'm not too sure what the plan is just yet but um I definitely want to focus on getting my strength back because I think during having, when you've got like multiple back-to-back peak weeks and things, your body just, it really struggles to do like normal training, even when it's with reps in reserve and you're not doing um as much um, weight. Um, it is just, everything seems so much harder when you're just in that deficit and just It'd be nice to have, like, a full-on session where you feel like, oh, my gosh, that session was insane. I'm looking forward to that feeling again when you've been fueled by loads of food and then you've really smashed a session. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Awesome.
0: Becca, you can jump back on again. Come and talk to us about your kind of goals post-show, like, training-wise.
1: Well, I don't really... I'm, at the moment, I really want to be able to deadlift well. That is my thing. I'm I've put myself on a deload this week. Yeah. Um, just basically catch up with my life, really, because I feel like I've not done anything for the last six months, other than be in the gym, and even like my work life has suffered a bit. So I'm just trying to sort of catch up. Um, but yeah, my main goal is to be able to deadlift well and get a new like personal best so that is my focus is,
0: for now is anyone else doing anything like so I know some people in the off season like they'll go and do like some powerlifting or like some strongman or whatever else is anyone doing anything like that to keep their focus in the off season I'm tempted I mean, to
6: go and try boxing Sorry, you have those It was me, you. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <G>. sorry. <laughs> I'll
7: forgive you. <laughs> oh,
6: um yeah, I tend to go and try some like boxing, do a completely different sport alongside everything else at the moment just to kind of get my interest back in it a bit more.
0: Yeah, I think it's really good. I think it's really positive to do something else and it just it helps you then come back
1: to it. Um afterwards. Yeah, that's cool. Jay, what did you want to jump on and say? Um, I was just going to say, it's not actually, like, I would say
7: gym-related, but I'm an ex-dancer. I danced for, like, 14 years before I started the gym, and I'm definitely going to go back into that, I think. I think in off-season, even if I'm going to be a, a little bit sour, <laughs> um, it's something that I really, really enjoy. And even though, like, I'm still going to be training hard, like, I feel like it's a good thing to do, like, especially when you're passionate about something, even if it's, like, a new thing. Yeah. Um it's definitely good to like focus on something else because I feel like especially in prep, like it can it can take you your life completely and you kind of avoid everything else. Um mm-hmm. so it's definitely good to have something that you're either like getting interested in or really interested in to like bring into the off season. So yeah, I'm probably gonna probably gonna start dancing again, which I'm really excited about. And dance is a
0: strong man as well. Like dancers it's,
7: are really strong. It's mad, yeah some of the stuff is really really cool like I do more contemporary and like lyrical dancing but anything like I don't know it's it's, it's like cardio it is hard like you sweat (laughs) so
0: you can use that as your cardio like in off season like I do not want to be on the standmaster in off season like if you ask me to do cardio off season I won't do it like I'll walk my dog for like miles I'll go surfing I'll go swimming like I'll do something like that but I'm not going to go on the standmaster in off season like absolutely not So if you can like go and dance and like that's your cardio and you're still, you know, working your cardiovascular system that way and having fun, like go and do it.
7: Yeah, I definitely agree. Like I've said to my coach, like I'm happy to obviously keep my steps like fairly high, but like for cardio, I would rather enjoy it. So like once or twice a week to to just go to a dance lesson or like go and dance on my own in a studio somewhere, I would rather do that than like it become a chore again. Um, so it's definitely better to enjoy your off-season cardio with something like you're interested in or passionate about. Yeah, definitely. hundred
0: percent. Cool. So mental health, um, we've kind of spoken a lot about this because I think this is the main thing, like really with post-show is like looking after your mental health. Um, but like why you feel so up and down, again, it just comes back down to your hormones and where your dopamine is, uh, where your like estrogen is as well. Um, and it is completely normal to feel like that do you and like and to be honest it is about I found and I've never been pregnant but I felt like maybe I was pregnant because I was so up and down with my emotions um and it was about like being a pregnant person like that's how I felt like very very up and down crying for no reason um but that is completely normal so when you're like that and you think like oh my god why am I like this like it's a normal way to feel post-show and like a lot of people do feel like that um do you send to check in with your coach like yes but not necessarily how you normally would if you find like Steph was saying like weighing yourself is going to trigger you don't weigh yourself like your coach can see from your visuals like what you look like you don't necessarily need to weigh yourself if you can't even like if you feel like visually that's not going to work for you either that's fine maybe just filling out your sheets or just having a phone call like every couple of days maybe like like whenever you need one with your coach and like just talking to your coach about how you feel and making those check-ins more of like a mental check-in rather than focusing on your physical appearance um can really help there um do you have the right people around you like I mean I'm talk- come to Tony with this in a minute but Obviously, does being with Ryan and having him as a competitor as well and understanding what's going on help you more, probably, um, than having someone that doesn't understand what's going on? I'm not saying you've got to get rid of all your friends or whatever, but maybe, like, educating your friends about what's going on. Maybe saying to them, like, your partner, like, oh, why are you being grumpy? Like, you can eat what you want now. Like, whatever they might be saying. Maybe just saying, like, yeah, but actually, like, my hormones are all over the place and it's, it's really affecting me how I look um maybe saying to them like look do you know there's this is really good podcast like won't you listen to that like helping educate them and how they can help you um is going to be beneficial and like when to reach out for help like unfortunately some of us there's going to be points where your coach can't help you um where the people around you can't help you um so go to see someone that will be able to help you. Um, I don't know if you guys know Clara Swedland, but but when I was really struggling with post-show, I went and I had a session with her. Um, and I, if any of you want me to put you in contact with her, or if a friend that you want me to put in contact with her, um, I can, but she's a sport and exercise psychologist um, and she also competes. So she just completely got it and we were able to have a conversation and she taught me about how I could cope with things. Um, and that really really helped so it is something that you might want to think about um and I would recommend and it's nothing to be embarrassed about either like having help you know mentally um from a therapist or something so Tony I'm going to pick on you straight away because I mentioned you there um but having Ryan around have you found that's like helped a lot because obviously he competes as well
4: yeah massively as hard as it is kind of prepping, I mean, he's been off, on off season for kind of over a year now. So he's kind of in his full full fluff mode. Um, yeah. And then obviously I was in full diet mode. Um, and so he was kind of still eating all of his food and I was kind of like, all oh, my poverty calories and stuff. But even on the times when it was getting hard, even kind of having him there just to be like, this is normal to feel like this. Yeah. Yes, you're going to at stairs and not want to climb up them. He was like, it's cool. He was like, if you don't want to talk, it's cool. You know, it was just that having someone that understood and I didn't feel guilty about being a bit shitty or forgetting stuff. And he called me the retard because I couldn't stop. I was just stupid with everything. Couldn't remember anything, falling over stuff, dropping stuff, everything. Um, but And even kind of like post-show now. And it's that kind of, like, oh, you're not going to fancy me anymore. I'm going to get fat and all this. And he's like, you know, you're you're a person. I see you as you know, as you rather than with your fat, lean stage, whatever it is. And he's like, I'm still going to fancy you no matter what size you are. Yeah, And it kind of gives you that little bit of like, okay, cool. And even the days when I'm like, oh God, my weight's gone up. And he's like, you need this. You need your weight to go up. It's all, you know, da, da, da. so he's got exactly the right things to say because he's kind of been there. And it's also surprised me that men go through exactly the same as what us women do, you know, and you kind of think men push up and they love, you know, eating the calories and getting the weight on and they look massive and all the rest of it. But they really struggle as well. And to know that they're in exactly the same boat mentally and all over the place and the food, I mean, Brian doesn't struggle with the food so much. He struggles more so with kind of like the mood side of it where he'll just go completely introverted and won't want to talk to anybody on prep. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to know that it's not just us chicks that are kind of feeling a bit bonkers all the time. The guys feel it too. Yeah.
1: Um,
4: and just having that somebody that understands yeah. has made a massive massive difference and even kind of like the post-show the one thing I do struggle with is I don't have a massive appetite I couldn't really care about food unless I'm in like the binge mode then it goes out the window but the only thing I struggle with now is if we're having like an off plan or food and stuff and he's like oh you're eating again oh yeah oh you've done really well you know you've eaten loads and he's saying it in like a jokey way but I'm like oh god I'm eating too much oh god and it's still that little trigger of like past eating disorders and I've like, oh got someone thinks I'm eating too much and I get a little like panic mode and then I'm like, he's just joking. It's fine because I don't plan meals. I have half of it. And I'm full up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you've done really well with that. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, don't say that. It makes me feel awful. <laughs> but in the general terms, it's been, and it's a very different off season now than it has been when, you know, I've kind of been just single, single mum really. So yeah, it has made, has made a big difference.
0: And that feeling as well of being like, oh my god, he's not going to fancy me because I'm getting really fat. Like that goes back to what we said right at the beginning. Is like, like if I message Ryan now and I was like, what do you love about Tony? I can guarantee you, he's not going to message me back being like, I love how she looks on stage. <laughs> no. Not. He's going to be. Do you know what he'll say? He'll be like, oh, I love a bumming off season. Exactly. Like he can't yeah. stop sort of squeezing it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like you're giving it a lot of squeezes I'm like shit yeah, all right <laughs> I'm like, oh,
4: okay <laughs> which I find really weird because I'm just like oh my god you're like touching my fat bits Who <laughs> likes it and I'm like okay it's cool this is okay this is fine I mean I've been single for like years and years yeah um so to kind of be with somebody and to have that like when I don't feel really comfortable in my skin to have someone else like it I've not experienced that before yeah so it's kind sort of a whole new world for me for someone to be like this is cool and I'm like oh god all right then <laughs> but, <this is> mine. <laughs> but no yeah it's, it is amazing to have somebody that understands definitely yeah. I'm just dreading his prep next year because he's just going to be a nightmare but I'm be- warned that he's going to be a nightmare so it's, it'll be fine <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know if anyone else has got something to add to that, like whether they found like people being around them like more helpful or like they've got people around them that just aren't
1: helpful. Or if they want to talk about any kind of mental healthy things at all. Yeah, I had um, one friend come and
6: stay with me the week and after the finals. Mm-hmm. At the time I was literally in Eat everything mode and I was trying to just kind of rein it in a little bit like not necessarily you know be on plan but at least try and focus on getting the protein in and just make better choices and Mm. constantly all he was doing was just encouraging me to eat shit and I'd literally just told him in like five minutes beforehand that I wanted to throw up the food I'd just eaten
1: Mm.
6: and I was like that is not helpful at all and I just went silent and I was like I'm just, I don't know what to say to you right now. I'm actually really disappointed. I've known you for like 15 years. I've just told you this quite shocking bit of information. I'm clearly not happy. Why are you encouraging me to continue eating more shit? Yeah. That's not fair. That's so not fair. And I, ever since then, actually, I've kind of avoided him a little bit because I was like, mm-hmm. until I'm mentally happy and well again, no,
0: like, I can't do it it's not fair like this is I was actually having this conversation earlier with Ashley is like for me I found that like prep and post-show has really shown me who the people that really really care about me are because there's people that out there that will pretend to be your friend and they'll be like yeah I'm your friend I'm your friend but they don't actually want to see you succeed because that means that you're doing better than them and things like that I find are a little bit like they don't want to see you do well they want to kind of um I couldn't word it now but like sabotage like what you're doing and like what you're happy doing because maybe it makes them feel better about themselves and you know this person might be a great friend in other aspects of your life but sometimes like we just need to go actually like yeah you're cool for like I don't know whatever like you like to do together but actually like right now you're not a very helpful friend and there's people that I can be around that really support me and that really care about me and I think you do find that um in preps. And like I've had friends where, like when I competed, I didn't invite any of my friends to come and watch me because I just thought like they wouldn't be interested. And I've got friends that are like, oh, I'd have loved to come and see you. And I was like, oh, really? Like, but you don't even go to the gym. And they're like, Yeah, but like it's fucking wicked what you do. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, well, next time shall I invite you? Yeah, if you could. I'm like, oh, right, okay then. And 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 that's kind of I think somewhere where we really find who our our friends are and the ones that really want to be there, like will message me that don't go to the gym. They're like, you're really struggling. Like, can I help you? Um, and that's really helpful. Um, so yeah, it's just having the right people around you and preparing the people that are around you, like the partners and stuff, if they've never been through it before, um, like what is going to happen? And and this goes for prep as well. Like, You know, you go on prep and your libido goes and your boyfriend thinks you don't fancy and You're like, what no I just can't be bothered like I don't want to have sex with you like no thank you you know preparing them for that that way the same as we prepare them for post-show like do you know what post-show I'm probably going to cry in a ball and there's nothing you can do about it like just preparing them each way um, can be helpful as well and you know people that love you as well will want to educate themselves on that as well um can you hear me okay
1: yeah I can hear you
5: I was just going to say something going back to what um, Catherine was just saying about um, uh, people around you like saying not to eat more or whatever. Um, I went on like a date when I was about three weeks out from the first show, which was obviously like definite prep brain. Um, And the guy was like, yeah, well, you're not really like lean enough. And he was a competitor as well. And I was like, cool, thanks. And then he was telling me about how him and his brother would um, binge on food or eat their meal prep and crush biscuits in their hands and all these weird behaviours that they were doing and like binge purging together and I was like, I don't need to hear this, like it's really not nice to hear that you've been through that and also like you're not in that mindset to be taken in that information either. So to be with somebody who's also competed, to be sharing that kind of info with you, it's like, I appreciate your open and honesty, but also like, you're not in the mindset to know that those things are going on. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Especially I think, like.
0: I think it's a very odd thing to, to say to someone like, you're not lean enough, what you should be doing is binging and then throwing it all back up again. I think It's a very okay. strange comment.
5: He wasn't telling me that I should be doing it, but he was just, like, laughing and joking about how him and his brother would do it, and they're both competitors. and I was like, you know, well, I mean, hopefully I will be leaner in three weeks' time when I do compete, but also, like, it just kind of puts that idea in your head, and you're like, I don't want that in... Do you know what I mean? You don't want that input into what you're doing. No. So I think that's, like, even, like, having competitors around you that should be understanding isn't even... Good sometimes, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um cool. Thanks, Kate. Like it's yeah, it's a bit of an odd
0: one that one, but um maybe also get better taste in men is my other thing there. Hev's just joined us. Have do you want to say anything about post-show, mate? Yeah, so we're just talking about like mental health and stuff post-show, and like sometimes it can be a struggle and like putting on weight can be a struggle. So, yeah, I just did not know if you had any little stories you wanted to share. Yeah, I have
4: done exactly what I was not meant to do and just ate loads of shit, and I blew up like a balloon, and I totally, it's so hard, it is hard. I did. I did it, lived it, um, At loads and loads of shit, couldn't stop. Obviously, your body doesn't know when to stop, and I was just going and going and going and blew up like a balloon. I knew it was going to happen, and it did. So, yeah. But, again, that goes to having
0: the right people around you as well. and Yeah. I- 100 percent And that does have a big impact on it as well. Um, I think the last bit is just a QA. So yeah, thank you for joining me. Um, if you've got any questions, any like any other questions that maybe you don't want to share with the group, um, like please feel free to like drop me a message anytime. But has anyone got any sort of like questions or anything else they kind of want to add before we wrap up? Thank you everyone for joining me it means a lot and yeah like I said we'll probably do some like more webinars and stuff like this so if there's any topics and stuff you want me to cover I'm more than happy to do this again um just yeah let me know but yeah thanks for joining and thank you Molly thank you thank you, thank you. It's, been
6: it's been really nice just having a chat with everyone just
0: listening
2: to everyone. really helpful thank you bye bye
0: guys so I hope you've all enjoyed this very different style of podcast from me um, which is obviously it started off as a webinar Um, I just want to thank again all these incredible incredible women um, that took part in the webinar now obviously not everyone spoke on there um, that was part of it but those that came along and watched as well I want to thank you but obviously a special thank you for the girls that have shared their stories not only to that group on the webinar, that but have also allowed me to then share their stories again um, on this podcast to really help um, inspire some other people who are listening to this to just not feel alone and to know that, and that there's always someone else that's going through it as well. And we put ourselves through this sport, and sometimes we don't realise at the beginning kind of what's waiting for us at the end. Um, so if you've listened and you've got any questions further please, please, please drop me a message. It's underscore Bikini on Instagram and I'll get back to you and help you with whatever query or worry you've got. And once again, thank you very, very much for listening to Fitcast. Um, and there'll be more episodes coming out very soon. Please like, share, follow the podcast and share it on your Instagram stories to help some other women in a similar situation as well.